Hey guys, this is Shane Combs. Uh, my brother Matt and I have spent probably the past 30 years investing so much in sports and in leadership. And we have recently formed an idea to share so much of our experiences and uh, opinions with people who share that same passion and, and want to grow in this area. Uh, you know, during our time, we, I think we realize how many good concepts we have stolen uh, from people. Rarely are we out there uh, reinventing the wheel. And it's one of those things that we think we have some great topics. So we um, just kind of allow us to jumpstart some great discussion with leaders of all ages. Uh, now, for our local listeners that, that know Matt, uh, Matt and I, obviously we're from Chillicothe, Ohio. Uh, and over the past decade, we have uh, constructed a website called sbcsportzone.com and uh, to cover our local athletes here in the Scioto Valley Conference. And we are currently in our ninth year of, of SBC Sports Talk, a, a podcast show that uh, is up around 280 episodes. Uh, so I, I guess I guess what we're trying to do here is we want to make sure that all of, that all of our local listeners that that, that we're clear, uh, we're going to make every uh, effort uh, to continue our local coverage on SBC Sports Talk and SBCSportsZone.com. This new idea, uh, an idea that we are calling expanding the zone is designed to take every topic uh, from all levels, from, from every sport imaginable and, and, uh, and dissect it in every way possible. Uh, at svcsportzone.com over the years, we've always had a thing, uh, kind of a motto of 100% SVC 100% of the time. So expanding the zone uh, allows us to take so many topics that many of you have suggested throughout the years and, and we hope to explore them in an entirely new way. Uh, think, think about this with me. For, from the Houston Astros cheating uh, to Jay Billis debating if college athletes uh, should be getting paid. You have all your little league dynamics, uh, you know, in terms of uh, state of the game. And, and there's just a lot of discussions there. We think these are all things we want to figure out what influence they have on high school sports and how it influences our leadership roles uh, with student athletes in the classroom and in the athletic setting. Uh, so on that note, um, uh, again, we're excited to continue what we do on SBC Sports Talk with my buddy John Bruce and I, uh, but this is just kind of a, a new thing, expanding the zone. And, and on this pilot episode, we start at the foundation of leadership. Uh, obviously, we are in an unprecedented time right now. Uh, and leadership is desired more than ever. So M Matt and I can't thank you enough for uh, listening, and we hope you en enjoy our uh, inaugural show. So on that, on that note, I, I guess I get us started here, show number one of Expanding the Zone. Our title is going to be High School Sports Back to Normal. When is that? Uh, how do we get there? What does it look like? What's our role that we play as as teachers, as coaches, as athletic directors, uh, all of these different hats that leaders that leaders wear. And I guess uh, I already kind of introduced myself there at the beginning. Again, I should say that I'm a, I'm a teacher coach at, at a school called Paint Valley High School just outside of uh, uh, Chillicothe. Uh, as you can see the banner up here behind me, it's, it's one of the eight schools there in the side of Valley Conference I mentioned. Uh, I've been a teacher for 20 years. I've been coaching uh, for 26, I believe it is. Um, every year out of high school, I've coached high school baseball, but I have experience in, in, in several sports. And uh, I, I guess as I introduce my brother, Matt here, Matt, as, as you come in, I know we're excited to get to this topic and, and, and dive right in and do all these things. But I, I guess that we should probably slow down a second. And for a lot of our listeners outside the area that maybe don't know us as well, uh, maybe, maybe take a, a quick minute to uh, just tell, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, Shane, I'm excited to be a part of, the, of, your, of your new show, um, Expanding the Zone. Obviously, I think that, uh, like you said, the people locally realize the SBC Sports Zone's like nearing 300 podcasts or whatever, which is uh, 300 episodes, I should say, of a podcast, which is just crazy. I mean, that's, that's highly, highly successful for, for a podcast. And um, like you say, we're, we're, you're calling this expanding the zone, which is which I think is kind of cool in, in the sense that instead of just talking about local sports, you're, we're going to really tackle some of the um, what you know, I guess tough topics or just different topics. Um, I think folks will even see tonight when we when we start talking about 
um, some of the things that has to do with this crazy craziness we're dealing with right now with the, the COVID and all this. Uh, we're going to we're going to come at it from a different angle than I think what people are, are used to seeing. But uh, myself, <clears throat> very similar to your background, just uh, 20 some years in education. Um, I think 21 years now, if I'm not mistaken, as a head basketball coach and coached a lot of different sports. I'm, I think I'm in year eight or nine. I lose track of as an AD, um, as an athletic director. So I think I'm going to be coming at some things with with that lens, I guess, uh, of athletic administrator um, and coach and and just basically that that's going to be that's my experience and that's probably the the lens which I see things through but I think also having been in the classroom as, as a teacher um, having been um, an assistant coach a head coach different sports uh, coached some baseball coached uh, some golf coached a little track when I first started and uh, I, I think that because of that, like you, we, we, we've, we've had a variety of experiences, which I would like to think help us uh, you know, form opinions on these things that we're going to be talking about. You know, Matt, uh, I think back to about a decade ago, I met a guy named Bruce Knox, DBK Media Services, and he's the one that kind of got me into the podcasting and of our SVC sports talk that you'd mentioned, the 280 shows. But really podcasting, as, as I learn more, has become such a great professional development for me. Uh, I know you and I've shared the, these concepts. We'd, we'd like to listen to a lot of different shows. I, I guess what I would ask you is, as, as you started to form the idea for expanding the zone to kind of connect with some of the ideas that I had and we were sharing and bouncing things off, why, why this show? Why, why will this work? Maybe, maybe who does it work for? Um, maybe even share some of the topics. Just talk to us about just the, maybe maybe share with the the fans just the the concept that led us here tonight to to get this thing rolling. I think for us, Shane, you know, and and you, you know, we've had a lot of conversations on this over time, but I I think you have to be willing to be a part of the solution. Um, and I and I think when we talk about some of these issues and how they affect, because whatever issue we take. We're going to to address it, obviously, at the high school level and below. Um, we're not going to be talking about, I mean, although we may take a situation like you mentioned, just as an example, the cheating scandal with the Houston Astros. Um, you know, we're not we're not going to be talking about that from a national level. We're going to be saying, OK, how does cheating affect high school? Does it happen in high school? Does it happen at the lower levels? So whatever topic we take, we're going to be tackling that from the standpoint of high school and below. So I think to answer your question, um, this podcast, I think will be informative, hopefully entertaining, but informative to, to folks that are involved in high school athletics uh, at whatever level or whatever position, whether it be a coach or whether it be an administrative position or assistant coach or whatever, maybe even just somebody who watches high school sports. Hopefully, hopefully those, those types of folks will, will want to, will want to um, listen to this as well. But for me, uh, talking about these issues, not so much to complain um, as we get into some of our topics, for instance, and I'm not going to go over every topic we're going to do, but you know, you mentioned a couple uh, as we get into talking about the state of the game of high school basketball, of high school football, um, we're going to talk about um, officials shortage. We have a, you know, one of the big topics right now is official shortages, shortage of officials in certain sports. Um, as we talk about some of these things, social media issues, um, I'm just going off the top of my head here. I know we've probably got, 15 or so topics we've already discussed as possibilities for future episodes of this. And as we talk about those, um, I hope that we do it. I hope two things. I hope one, that we do it from a standpoint that people consider unique. We're not just giving you the same old, same old. Okay. And then secondly, I hope we're offering solutions or at least things we think could be solutions to certain issues in high school sports. And, uh, so that, that's what I'm excited about, really doing exactly what the, the title of your show says. You guys talk about um, a lot of different topics for one league in SVC Sports Zone. And all we're doing here is literally what the, what the show title is, which is expand that. It just expand that zone into other areas and uh, should be exciting. 
You know, Matt, as, as I get started, if, if we're going to start and, and hold true to what we say the philosophy of expanding the zone is going to be and, and covering world topics, obviously, as we've touched on here a, a couple times already, you know, the COVID-19, the virus, and <clears throat> the I want to dive into it tonight in a way that nobody has yet and really get to a couple situations. At the same time, with this being our, our first episode, I also want to start to talk how much leadership means to me and some of the things that come to mind with leadership and, and, and get into the topic. I think as the show moves on, I think I'm, I'm, I'm probably the most excited to look at it in terms of as the title said tonight, where are we going? What's this look like at the end? But, but first, let me, let me slow down and just talk leadership and get, get your concepts. You know, and maybe some of the coaches that are listening or, or athletic directors or teachers that, that, that are um, going through, or maybe someone in their workplace that holds leadership roles that, that, that might be able to respond to what I'm saying here. But I, I guess the foundation of leadership for me as I've really started to dive into it over the last decade is perspectives. And when I say perspectives, I think I'm talking about the roles that people play. And the first thing that comes to my mind is what happens now that I'm 20 years into this, more and more, you mentioned as, as my brother, you, you've changed roles from the, from the classroom to, you know, athletic director. Um, I've had four or five of my very best friends go from teacher to principal or from uh, teacher to athletic director. I've had um, some really good friends go from junior high coach, JV coach, assistant, you know, varsity assistant, all the way up to head coach. And I think we all can agree that what happens is our, our perspective changes and therefore the way we handle situations and go through different things, you know, change. What makes this so unique is this is something that we haven't come across before. So it doesn't matter if I sit here tonight and I say I've, I've coached 25 straight springs of high school baseball or if you've coached 25 years of basketball or whatever it is, we're going through some things for the first time. How do you think the perspective in terms of leaders, in terms of, of, of what they're facing now in the unique situation of this, you know, how, how do you think that is influencing people and in, in their everyday contingency plans and we're waiting and we're putting things forward and then it changes, you know, just, you know, just kind of maybe share your own, your own experience here as, as you're going through it the first, for the first time. Yeah. I mean, every single person involved in this is, is new to it. Right. I mean, it's nobody's ever, none of us have ever seen anything like this in any walk of life, but since we're a sports show, we're going to talk about it mainly from that angle. But, you know, I look at coaches right now, and you're a spring sports coach, Shane, obviously being a baseball coach, like you mentioned, so you can probably comment on this as well as anybody. But <clears throat> I know as an athletic director, you know, our spring sport coaches right now at the school that I'm associated with, you know, we have, we have baseball, softball, and, and we have uh, track. Um, you know, that's, those are basically our – uh, our spring sports. I know these coaches right now have, have found unique ways to, to coach, uh, virtually basically over the last, uh, what now mo almost month, I guess now, since we had our, in Ohio, right in Ohio, now. and I know we'll have some people listen to this from other areas, but in Ohio, the shutdown was what on the 16th, I believe was when we shut down, Monday the sixteenth. I, I think, think I think I think Friday the thirteenth actually was our picture day, and I, yeah. I think that we were we were anticipating coming back to school on that Monday, which would have been the sixteenth, and then basically on the, over the weekend, school got shut down and everything went yeah. right. I think officially the shutdown was like end of business on the sixteenth, but most people shut it down that weekend. And so what's happened between that? We have a we have a mandatory no, non contact period from our state association. But unlike most non-contact periods, this is, it's not, it's just a physical no-contact period. You're still allowed to communicate with your athletes. And I know, you know, our coaches, for instance, have done a great job of, of sending text, emails, um, whatever, you know, uh, device they use to, to communicate with their team, uh, whatever app or whatever, they're constantly reaching out to their players. Hey, I know this is a tough time. Hang in there. Really coaching their mental health 
a little bit because these kids right now uh, are missing sure. out on spring sports. They're seniors. The seniors are missing out on a whole bunch of stuff that seniors shouldn't have to miss. We know that uh, sports and non-sports stuff. And so our coaches, and I think coaches a lot of places, and you can, like I said, you can, you can talk to this a little bit, are really continuing to coach, even though they're not physically coaching their sport, they are, they are, they're coaching their kids, you know, through, through motivational, you know, text or, Hey, hang in there. And, and, you know, right now we're holding out hope, obviously, uh, our schools are shut down until May 4th. And I guess we're holding out the, I think probably a slim, uh, glimmer of hope that we will have some spring sports, but nonetheless, we have that hope right now uh, until we hear otherwise. So, um, I think that's the role of leadership right now. What do you, I mean, you, you said it as uh, the, the whole point of being a leader is you step forward and do something. And I think our coaches are doing something right now. They're, 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 they're doing whatever they can do from their own house, basically to continue to coach their kids. Yeah, they are. You know, I, as a spring coach, I'm not on here to, you know, persuade for paychecks and all that. Thing. I'm, I'm here just to cover the topic and, and what I'll say. And I, and I feel like I speak on the behalf of not just baseball coaches on, on, you know, high school coaches that do it the right way throughout the entire country is I go all the way back to the end of last year. And, and I think that uh, we had a solid team. We won 18 games, won sectional title, went to the district, played a really uh, a good baseball team there in the district here. Our Ohio listeners will know Wheelersburg, how good they are. And we lost. And I can remember that night, Matt, sitting around for two to three hours on notes and different things, uh, first at the school and then back here at the house and putting different things in place. And I want to do this. I want to get this done. And then throughout time, you, you're going through, you know, all your different equipment and your, your uniform inventory. And then you get into your off-season workouts and you get into fundraising and you, and you just, you know, you know the grind better than anybody. It, and you go all the way through – and then you come into preseason, you're going to clinics, you're doing the different things, professional development, and, and you're putting those times in. So I, I guess I say that to say this, don't, don't you feel like I'm not just even talking about spring sports. I guess I would, I would, I would say for coaches that are passionate, coaches that are doing it the right way, for anyone to make the argument in 2020 that your season starts at the end of February and, and you practice a little bit and you play some games and then you go to a tournament and then the end that that's a little silly, isn't it? I mean, I think, I think really we is. would be cheating I our mean, profession if we didn't use this platform to, to make sure that it, it's clear for, to understand how people, you know, use a varsity basketball coach, what, 10, 10 months, 11 months, probably. I'm going to be honest with you, Shane. Uh, and this leads into this, this topic. You mentioned it briefly there. And look, this show, we're, we're going to tackle all subject matter, right? I mean, whether it's, you know, whether it's easily agreed upon or not, this whole idea of, of not paying coaches for spring sports uh, is bizarre to me. I'm just going to be honest with you. When I first heard, and I'll be honest with you, I, I got a survey and, and I'm going to share for our YouTube, for the folks that are watching us on YouTube, you'll see a uh, a chart come up on your screen here in just a second. I'll throw it up. But basically, our state athletic directors association sent out a survey asking how how is your school planning on paying spring coaches? And I I, got, I about fell out of my chair when I saw it. I thought, what do you mean? How? I mean, you pay them, you know, is what I feel like. But <clears throat> but I'm speaking for myself. I haven't I haven't spoken to anyone at my school about this. To be quite honest. Um, and I, so I didn't participate in the survey from because I didn't know how to answer the question. Uh, but many schools did participate in the survey. And and uh, like I said, I will I'll throw up on the screen uh, the results of that. But uh, but basically, it schools are the, the the basically the schools are either paying coaches in full. Um, here you can see those of you that, like I said, are watching it. If not, we'll, I'll just describe this verbally, but 68, uh, or I should say about 39% of all the people that answered, uh, were, are paying the coaches their full contract hmm. and about another 38, 39% weren't sure. 
okay? Um, out of all the people that answered, a pretty small percentage, about 14%. Let me interrupt you there real quick, Matt. Does it does it surprise you as an administrator? And and again, these are tough decisions, unprecedented time, but does it surprise you how many people have already decided? And again, I know there's states out there that just called it quits. Um, yeah. and I know Ohio, you know, we we've kind of taken the stance of, hey, we're gonna hang in there and see how this goes. I, I guess the question when when I see these numbers, and again, I'm I'm seeing the, the results. I ended up doing the survey, but I'm seeing the results for the first time. Does it surprise you how many have already made this decision? Not 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 entirely, only because I think you have to plan ahead. You have to plan in the event of, right? I mean, I mean, right now, if we've learned anything in this whole process is you better think ahead a couple of weeks, you know, because uh, what's coming next, right? Because it seems like this world, uh, whether it be sports or otherwise, is changing daily. But, but <clears throat> so I don't know that these answers, Shane, are, I think it's, I think these answers are obviously if we don't have uh, spring sports, here's what we're going to do. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Obvi okay. Obviously, yeah. obviously, if we come back and we, we play, then I think, you know, it goes without saying that, that, that you just go ahead and pay the contract out. But, but I guess my thing is when I, when I saw this, um, the thing that really, really, I guess the thing that surprised me is, is, is the best word maybe is, you know, why are we, why are we even considering something like this in my mind? I guess when you look at the, you have to, I guess I have to ask the question, what do you stand to gain uh, as a school district by not paying coaches? And for me, uh, and I know people say, well, you gain money. Well, it's a relatively small amount of money. But, you know, when you start considering uh, an entire school budget, it's money that's already been earmarked for that. Contracts have been signed. Um, and let's face it, coaches have coached, literally coached in season for a about three weeks before any of this was shut down. Um, and, and, and at least here in our state in Ohio, we started like on the 24th, I think, something like that of February and went to like the 16th. So you're talking coaches have already put that time in. Coaches, like I said earlier, have continued to try to stay, stay in touch with their athletes, give them home workouts they could do whether it be weightlifting workouts, you know, throwing workouts for whatever they can do. Honestly, Matt, what I found is just from the mental health side of things, just keeping spirits up and sure. keeping people, just letting them know that you care and that you're, you know, you're a resource for them as well as their family. And at this point um, here in Ohio, you know, the schools are shut down until like May 1st. So most likely the OHSAA is not going to make a decision on sports until there's the governor makes a decision on schools. So my point is officially spring sports won't be canceled till probably about the first of May anyway. So you're talking about a season that if you were in, if you were in normalcy here, uh, teams would be a week or so away from starting tournament play at that point. So my point is coaches have already put pretty much the entire season in even albeit unconventionally here the last couple of weeks. And to me, uh, to me, it's just there's a right and wrong way to treat people. Uh, there's, there's when coaches sign these contracts, it's in good faith that they're going to, you know, get paid, um, that they're going to perform their duties. And in my mind, coaches have performed their duties to what they've been allowed to do. Um, you know, when they're told, hey, we, you can't have contact, well, then you can't have contact. And coaches right. are finding other ways to get the job done. So I would like to think that again in a world and you mentioned it with coaching Shane there's no sport that that you just coach from day one of practice till the end of the tournament right. uh, you know there's off season in every sport now uh, you know I know our baseball softball coaches were throwing hitting in the middle of the winter uh, indoor cages whatnot our track coaches were taking athletes to indoor meets yeah. over the winter um, and many times transporting them there you know on their own dime or whatever, these coaches are putting forth the effort to build a program basically for a 12 months. I mean, year round. Um, so to say, well, we're going to prorate their pay because they didn't really get to fulfill their duties. 
I got to be honest with you. I, I think that's kind of lame. I think coaches have more than fulfilled their duties. And I hope, I hope that schools do right by them because in many cases, uh, these, some of these coaches have been around a long time and they're hard to find. They're hard to find good ones. And, uh, you know, I think as schools, we have to take care of those people. I think that's fair. And, and I think as we start to move forward in this discussion, we've talked about, look, we're, we're, we're just like any other coach or, or leader in this. I've appreciated the senior night stuff you see on SportsCenter. We've done some SVC shout outs to seniors. We, you know, everybody is, is honoring seniors. And I think that is, is wonderful. What we were wanting to do tonight is we were wanting to, again, to cover this in a unique way. And, and I think one of the most unique things we've come up with is I want to start, Matt, to move toward how does this end? What's this look like as we're going through the process? And then by the time we get to the end, what, what does this even look like? And, and here's something I want to share with you. And I thought this was, was something that even came to my mind as you were putting that up on the screen a second ago. I was thinking about anytime you're in leadership, you – you always try to study the situation. You try to do what's best for the people you're, you're leading. And, and then you put it out there. You try to own it. You try to trial and error. You try to think, okay, let's, let's be better. Uh, let, how did that work? <laughs> and again, this is so unique that I think, doesn't it help sometimes when you're trying to make a decision if someone goes first? Yeah. You know, let, let, let's just it's start. Tough, real, it's, it's tough to be first. Yeah. Let, let's just start real basic. You're, you're an athletic director. You know, we're in the middle of winter, the snow's coming, you wake up in the morning, I'm sure there, there's, there's administration that has to go through policy to figure out, are we going to have school or not? Then you as an athletic director, you as a head basketball coach, you're going to start to decide, wait, we're going to play the game tonight. Don't you think in all of those decisions, you're trying to put safety first, you're trying to make sure, because the decisions you're making are, are going to impact several people throughout the entire area. Don't you feel like there's a comfort level of someone being first or a group of people kind of doing it the same rather than you being stuck out there on that island when it comes to making tough decisions? Just talk talk this tough decision-making first for us uh, before we move further into this topic. Yeah, I think that uh, like, like using your example right there, you know, obviously most athletic directors are going to have to contact their transportation people, their print or their superintendent, um, you know, obviously find out what are we, what are we going to be able to do in this particular situation? But you've seen it a million times. A lot of times when that first game gets canceled, the dominoes fall, right? It's I a mean, lot harder for the other ones to play. Sure. Yeah. Like if you're, if, if you're in a league where you've got five or six schools right there in your county or whatever, one school cancels, ah, well, we better do the same thing. One game cancels, we better do the same thing. Uh, or vice versa. Somebody steps forward and says, hey, we're playing the night. Well, okay, yeah. Hey, they're playing. We can yeah. play. Yeah, we can yeah. play. So I, I think I, – I do. I think that uh, it is tough uh, – it, 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 and, and we're, we're going to see this as we hopefully at some point start to come out of this thing, there's going to be decisions made um, whether you agree with them or not. And those decisions, whoever makes those decisions first in terms of it's okay to practice now, it's okay to play now. And I'm talking, it could be little league baseball. It could be, it could yeah, be all, all eyes are going to be on you. No, sure. I mean, and, and it could be, it could be, we could be talking fall high school sports here a couple right. months away. Um, uh, Whatever decisions start to be made, I think whoever steps out into the front of it and makes decisions first will probably, honestly, they'll probably be the pace setters in this. Well, I hope, I hope you don't mind me going this route with this. Uh, something that jumped out at me was that at the college level, and again, I think it's going to impact high school in, in this way. I'll explain. Uh, Barry Alvarez at Wisconsin. People our age, Matt, think of, of – uh, coach Alvarez right like when we were growing up we're, we're two guys here in our 40s so most people our age think of him as the longtime football coach there at Wisconsin for those that don't know he's now uh, the athletic director and the NCAA when all this went down had kind of stepped forward in leadership role and said hey here's what we're going to do for our seniors we're going to grant them the opportunity in 2021 to still have some eligibility. Uh, we're going to throw forth some of some of the financial aid and we're going to work through the schools and the different things with some of the scholarship money and some of the, the financial things that have to be done. 
and, and, and allow these kids to play. Well, that in a time like this, let's face it, that's probably the, in the court of public opinion, the two thumbs up, right? That's the way to go about doing it. That's probably the good thing. Well, as you get into some of the logistics, not all the schools have agreed. Well, Wisconsin was one of the first this past week to step forward and say well, that they're, they're not going to necessarily go this route. And, you know, that certainly impacts uh, the high school game. Like, I'll, I'll take myself. I, I've been very fortunate to, to coach some incredible young men here. I, be, I have one uh, young man that's playing um, down at Shawnee State University in his freshman year. I have a senior that's signed to go to, to Rio Grande. I have a junior that's signed to, to go to uh, EKU. Um, if you think about the way the scholarships and the way the rosters would be influenced, I think Wisconsin, it said, had 35 spring athletes throughout all their sports. And obviously at the college level, they're going to have far more. But, but don't you think that a lot of times, um, take again, take the court of public opinion, and then take the reality and the logistics of all the all, all of these things. This is certainly going to impact our high school kids. It's going to impact our high school programs, our recruitment process. But for this particular topic, don't you think this serves as an example? I know I'm intrigued to, to watch over the next two to three weeks to see in the Power Five conferences, all the way down to the small colleges and, and so forth, to see which way people kind of decide to go. Don't you think this is a great example of someone going first to, and, and to see how people may or may not follow? Yeah, we'll see, you know, and I think, I think you may be right. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, you know, we've seen it. I think we have seen it uh, in the world of sports. I mean, think back, it seems like forever ago, but about three weeks ago or maybe a month ago, uh, think back when the first sports cancellation started on a national level. If you remember, you know, um, the NBA, uh, the, the NBA shut it down. Rudy Gobert there with the Jazz and right, so forth on that night, right? Then all of a sudden, these the college league tournaments, the, the conference tournaments, right in the middle of the action, basically just pulled the plug and said, like the ACC tournament was midstream, you know, hey, we're done. Um, Hey, not to interrupt you, but don't you don't you think that that's the that's the obvious thing and how tough these decisions were? The fact that these things were being canceled as kids were warming up. Oh, well, the, uh, right here in Ohio, our OHSA girls state tournament was postponed during warmups, and you know, again, these are decisions that uh, have never been made before. So you can't be a hundred percent sure who's right, who's wrong, but all you can do that, but that goes back to what you're talking about with leadership. When you're in a leadership position, you have to do what you think is right, right. regardless of popularity. And I, you know, look, I, uh, you're going to find out on this show. If people listen to this show very long, they're going to find out that, that I'm not, uh, I am not always in agreement with, our state association or the national federation of high schools and some of the decisions they make. And I, I won't hesitate to, to express that on here. Cause I think that's part of what we do on the show, but, but I've got to tip my hat to the, to the Ohio high school athletic association right now. And, and Jerry Snodgrass, our director, because I think they've done the best they can do in a, in a difficult situation. I mean, really I uh, they haven't canceled spring sports yet. They've, they've continued to delay it. It would have been very easy for them just to say, ah, this thing's going to get out of control. Let's just, let's just get out ahead of this and just cancel everything. They've stayed the course. They've waited it out. They've already put a plan in place that if we go back to school in early May, here's how we can play an abbreviated schedule in a tournament, right, uh, over the month of May and into June. That's leadership. You step up. You make a decision. You say, this is what we have to do. And it's you know, this, this, is, uh, this isn't a topic that everyone's going to agree on. Uh, not everybody agrees that the state basketball tournament should have been canceled. Uh, you know, not everybody is going to agree if spring sports is canceled that we shouldn't have tried. But I think ultimately leadership is doing the best you can, trying to look at every avenue, every possible way of handling a situation and making the call. And like you said, the, the, using the Wisconsin example, it wasn't necessarily down the avenue of popularity here on this, but it's what they felt like they had to do for their future athletes coming in there and what was best moving forward for their school. 
and we'll see. We'll see what other schools do on it. But you're going to see the same thing at the high school level because eventually someone's going to make a decision. Once the governor says, okay, you know, the stay-at-home order's off, and even if we don't go back to school, and even if this is in the summer, so eventually he's going to say, okay, you're allowed to start doing these things. Someone's going to be the first to say, you know what, we're going to take our kids to team camp. Uh, hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna go to a shootout. We're gonna have open gyms. We're gonna have, and uh, not every school is going to agree on that. I mean, as you look, you know, I know we're going to get into this more here in a little bit in terms of how this thing ends. When you start looking down the road, there's going to be a lot of disagreements, I think, on what courses should be taken as we start stepping this down. Well, let's let's timeline it a little bit then. Let's go ahead and start to to to. Um to walk down this path of how it ends. Let's just start with May. Okay, so so as of now, you know, going to try to go back to school in May. Don't don't you think in terms of staying in your lane of leadership, my job as, as a coach is to have contingency plans. Your yes. job as an AD is to have contingency plans. Hey, here's, right. here's what your league, here's what your school's going to look like in terms of your schedules and different things. Principals, I know, are working hard. Teachers, we're working hard trying to have different lessons in place. What's our curriculum going to look like for one month? Right. So we're, we're in our lane of leadership. That kind of makes it simple on your state association when it comes to athletics in terms of the leadership and those calls are coming from someone far higher than you agree. So, so I want to ask you, I assume go back to school, go back to some sort of sports. Now let's fast forward and ask this question. What happens come say June, June 10th, June 15th, if you're no longer in school, doesn't doesn't that kind of get a little bit more confusing in the leadership you you as a coach you as an ad what what's that summer um open gym look like what's that summer weightlifting look yeah like? what's i mean because team camp look like right because if you look and say let's say we don't go back to school okay right um that's when it gets really crazy because if you go back to school it's it sort of sends this message of okay things are sort of getting back to normal we're trying to turn the corner a little bit it's okay to start doing these things but if they're let's say spring sports are canceled altogether and now now look at your scenario shane where you get into june right and um you know all of a sudden like i said a couple couple uh people start hosting shootouts or scrimmages or team camps i mean think of a team camp let's say in late june early july somebody says hey we're we're okay to offer a team camp now uh, as a coach are you going to take 20 kids and stay in a dorm and 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 i guarantee you you're not going to find 20 sets of parents that all agree right. whether that's okay or it's not you're going to have some that say yeah we're okay some that hey i'm a little concerned about that so again, as a coach, as an probably as an athletic director, and and if you're a principal, superintendent, you probably have to be involved board, yeah. in, in basically telling your coaches, here's what we're allowing you to do. Um, it's probably not going to be left up to the coaches in this situation. The, the school administrations are probably going to say, "Hey, I mean, I can tell you this. I, in my twenty some years of coaching, you know, I don't." I don't typically ask my superintendent principal, Hey, can I go to a scrimmage in the middle of June? I mean, it's just assumed that as a basketball coach, you're going right. to go do these things. Follow the I, proper procedure and go. Yeah, play. I, right. can, I can promise you, I'm not doing anything in June in this situation without running it by my, my superiors, because it's just a different situation. And I think that's where it comes into that, um, that those leadership things you're talking about, maybe those chain of command situations that I know you're going to discuss a little bit. Um, of as we get into June, I know you said you wanted to go kind of on a timeline. July. Because, so do we at, agree then, do we agree then if we start down here with May and then look to August, that school kind of sets our guideline for us? Well, but it will. In the I mean, middle, but, in the summer, that's where it gets kind of tricky if we it, have it, or have not gone back to school? It is because as you get into, like I said, June is typically a busy month for your basketball programs. So, some places – some schools may have their own summer baseball or at least an affiliation with Legion baseball, stuff like that. But as you get into July, now you're getting into football and let's be real honest here. Okay. I mean, we all love 
as an AD, I love all the sports. I act, I actually am very fond of baseball. I love, I'm a big baseball fan. Um, but as you start to get into football, okay, and if there's a threat of football season not going off without a hitch, you're going to see people sweat it out a little bit because football pays the rent, all right? For these schools, football is the sport where you're getting your revenue. Um, it is your main uh, ge revenue generator. And I think then you're going to start to get a real – crazy situation of people saying whoa wait a minute here we got to figure out a way to have football you understand what i'm saying shane and that's in that's in that really starts in july because you know the last part of july people are getting their camp days in leading into their first official practices and by the time august rolls around you know you, you're going so i guess what i'm saying is decisions are going to have to be made athletically way before school starts you know, if most people are starting school in the middle of August, you're not waiting until the middle of August to figure out whether you're playing football or not, most likely. If you are, then your schedule's getting pushed back because people are opening up toward the end of the August with their first official game. You know, I guess you had mentioned chain of command a second ago. I'll, I'll get in touch on that if that's okay with you. I, yeah. You know, I, I look at it as everything I do in education has kind of a chain, chain of command and, and you understand what it again is in your lane of leadership, I call it. And when do I need to call upon people to make sure that I'm not stepping out of my lane? So you, you touched on it a second ago. There, there's a, a protocol or some procedures in place that if you're just going to go play in June, you're going to go play in June or if you're going to take a trip. But all of a sudden now, if you're going to start to make decisions on weather and, and travel and, and things like that, you're going to touch base with your principal. You're going to talk with your superintendent. You know, right. I, I guess I look at this as when, when we're in our lane of leadership, we're, we're going to lean heavy on from, from the top down. You know, when, when you start having the, uh, governor and the Ohio Department of Education here in our state uh, making these decisions on school and, and so forth. That's going to have a lot to do with obviously when we're going back to school, when sports can start. I, I think when I answer the question, how does this end? Well, I think, I think school has to be the first domino to fall. Uh, and I think that's why, again, we're going to continue to to do our jobs and have contingency plans as teachers and as coaches and so forth. And I'm leaning weekly on my athletic director, on my principal. Um, we're, we're having conference calls. We're having different things. I'm reaching out to my players. I try to uh, as many times a, a week as I can. Um, but, but we're all kind of in our lane, but we're waiting on that decision from the top down because – when people ask me, well, well, Shane, how do you think this ends? I, I, I say pretty open, you know, pretty confidently that I don't think this can, can go anywhere from an athletic standpoint until we are academically coming back um, in a decision in terms of, of, you know, getting kids back to school. So I think that, that has to be one of the first dominoes to fall. So I, th I think what I would tell any young coach or any coach in, in general out there in terms of, you know, you know, what do you think? Don't you feel like, Matt, it, it, it's that in your lane of leadership, chain of command is really – like I'll, I'll throw this out there. I love these, these, um, these things that are, that are uh, kind of in the real world right now. Roger Goodell of, of the NFL, the, the, the commissioner there. He's going to run this NFL draft. Well, he had just said, you talk about leadership. He'd stepped up and said, hey, we're doing it this way. We're going to be virtual. We're going to have – I was reading the other day where they're sending cameras and lights and different things to some of the top 15, 20 picks uh, or, or projected picks, and they're going to set up the, you know, the, the stage there at their house or whatnot. But what, what jumped out at me more than anything was uh, – I, I think I put it in my notes here. He was talking about how – he, he asked them to follow the lead, and he said any public discussion would be strongly um, frowned upon, you know, in terms of he, he expected everybody to fall in line and to do it this particular way. And I think that lane of leadership is going to be very, very important to, to us, you know, waiting on people um, 
way above us to to kind of start the domino, so to speak. And then once that happens, do you, do you follow what I'm saying there in terms of do you, do you feel do you feel I'm missing something when I when I talk about coaches or athletic directors or even principals for that matter? You know, having their plans, having their contingency plans, but really kind of waiting on people above all of us on the chain of command and then kind of following that lead? No, yes, I, I, I agree. And I think that I think that what using your example there, basically what he's saying is, listen, you might agree, you might disagree, but we're all going to do it this way and we're yeah. all gonna get on we're gonna get on board. And I think that's what's gonna have to happen at the high school level too, because let's say for instance we go back and play spring sports in May on a shortened schedule. There's going to be people, there's going to be three or four different opinions. You know how it is in, in, a, in a, the league you coach in in baseball. There's going to be three or four at least different opinions on how should we, what should we do with our league? Should we play one league game? Should we play double head or should we play a tournament to decide league champion? We've got 14 days to get a league in, you know. And whatever decision is made, it's the job of the coaches in that league to get on board together and say, Hey, we're going to go pull this off because at the end of the day, you know, not to sound cliche, we are in this for our athletes and, and their development improvement. If this is the decision that's made, we got to be in on it. We all have to be uh, on board, you know, that's, and that's going to be the way it is. And I think with that chain of command, you know, our superintendents right now, I think obviously they're at the mercy a little bit of our governor, and what he decides to do, um, I think most people uh, that I talk to seem to think the leadership in our particular state at the, at the government level during all this has been pretty good. Um, you know, some reasonable decisions have been made, uh, to, to, I think, that have, that have kept Ohio in as good a position as we can be in right now with this whole COVID thing. But I think once the governor, like you said, gives the free and clear to to for schools to either go back to school because i agree that's going to be one of the big things but like i said before to start summer sports or whatever once that decision is made then that's that's now where the superintendents of schools that's where their leadership kicks in and says okay we've been given permission to do this now what's it look like for us you see what i'm saying because right now right now every school in our state's in the same boat you're shut down but when that governor says you're no longer shut down you can start to do things not everybody's going to do things the same does that make sense because every school is going to decide for themselves sort of how we approach this thing and that's where the leadership of our superintendents and the leadership of our state athletic association is going to be huge to make sure everybody's on the same page everybody's moving forward um, the same way let me ask this shane because i know we're getting ready to wrap up but I, but, I, but, I, but I guess this is the simplest – this is the question I've asked a couple of my buddies, and I'm going to ask you the same thing. I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit probably, but um, the one thing people find out about this show is we do a, we do a little bit of pre-show meeting, but a lot of stuff we just shoot from the hip. You know, I think that, you know, that's, that's, that's how we roll. But I, the, 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 if I asked you right now, if I said you and I are going to be sitting in a game and I look at you and say, man, I'm glad things are back to normal. One, when's that going to be? Do you have any idea in your mind when that will be? And, and what's that, I guess, what's that look like or how many hoops have we had to jump through to get to that point? Because think about that for a minute. I, I'm having a hard time in my mind right now, maybe just because of everything that's went on the past few weeks. I'm having a hard time thinking to myself, imagining that scene in my head where I'm just, I'm just sitting there at a high school football game or a Cincinnati Reds baseball game or whatever, just hanging out saying, man, glad to be back to normal. I mean, how, how long away are we from that? I, my, from, from what I can gather right now at, for us to be sitting at a game period together, I feel like at the high school level, school would have to be back in the play. So based on that, there, there, are, there are certain types of competitions that we could be perhaps, you know, getting to, to witness throughout next year. As far as, you know, the highest levels, when you use the word normal, that, that could be a tricky thing in, in the upcoming year, in my opinion. Um, just from a standpoint of, of, of watching 
uh, people are a little bit uh, cautious and going back. Uh, yeah, I'm someone, again, has been teaching for 20 years, have a master's degree, whatever. When it comes to this stuff, to, for me to sit here medically and start to talk about it, that would be stupid because I'm stupid right. to all of it. You know, so I'm not going to sit here. Um, but, but I think in terms of truly having a handle on the situation and when, you know, when I turn on a TV today and I see like what, you know, you know, the, the, the loss of, of Carl Anthony Towns mom and, and so right. forth and the different things, those things are real, you know? Yeah. So it's one of those things you use, you, you use the word to me on the golf course when we were talking about this earlier this week, fear. Oh, sure. And, and, and I might give you a chance to even to, to, as I throw this question back at you, but, but this isn't one of those trial and error things like you and I've had certain things in coaching. Like I said, Hey, let's try this. And if it doesn't work, we'll fix it. This would be something that would be awfully you know, bad to be wrong about, you know? So it's one of those yeah, things yeah. we're going to have to err on the side. You know, as I throw this, this question back to you, you know, t maybe throughout your answer there, talk to, Talk to us a little bit about what you were talking about when you used the word fear. That really jumped out at me earlier this week. Well, because I think, I think, I mean, it is a scary situation anytime you're dealing with health. But you have this. I still think in our society, and it, and it's and it's it's shifted a little bit more now. I think most people are taking this very very seriously. But if you remember when all this started to happen, and and. Oh, we're going to have a game, but only parents are going to be allowed to come to the right, game. Right. And oh, we're going to we're going to have a game without fans. Or mm -hmm. I can remember when they thought we were going to have March Madness, right? With with no fans, and people thought, oh, that's going to be weird. Well, looking back, you remember that changed in like a twelve hour window. It wasn't sure. like they tried it for a week. That like no, no, changed. it went from that to we're not having it at all. And then, yeah. I mean, every single sporting event known to man was shut down basically, and and. You know, why? Well, because of fear. I mean, because of fear. And I think legitimate fear, because you're going to have some people I know when all that started was like, oh, we have these fear mongers that are just trying to stir things up and trying to scare people. And this isn't going to be that big a deal. And well, it's not a big deal until it's your mom or your dad or your grandparents. And, and then all of a sudden it becomes a big deal. So I think we have to be respectful to the fact that this is real and this is an issue. and no matter when we try to go back to normal, going back to the original thing and when it's going to end, there's going to be fear involved. I saw uh, a survey. Um, and I think it was a pretty small sample size, like maybe only seven or 800 people surveyed. It was, I think it was Seton Hall maybe did this survey. Uh, and, and it basically asked the question to sports fans, you know, would you be willing to go watch a game this summer, like a baseball game or a sporting event? And basically, and I'm sort of paraphrasing, I don't have the exact numbers or the exact questions, but basically like 70% of people said, I won't attend a sporting event until there's a vaccine for this. Well, most things you read or what you hear from medical experts, you know, we're a year to 18 months away from vaccines for this thing. I mean, it's, you know, so with that being said, if seven out of 10 people are saying we don't even want to go to a game out of fear, mm -hmm. what the games look like, what does sports look like? Are we not going to see a major league baseball game this year? Are we not want to see the NFL season start on time and bringing it down to the high school level. Are we going to be playing high school football without fans? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm just throwing, I'm throwing different things out there. And obviously yeah. those things have financial ramifications. They have, they have ramifications just to the game itself and the quality of the quality of the game or the experience. But I think all these things, it's okay to consider all these things because you mm -hmm. never know this, this, like I said, this is a once in a lifetime deal. We don't know what's ahead. Well, and I think, I think you, the word that comes to my mind as you're saying that was the final thing in my notes in terms of the simplicity of leadership, staying in your lane, but then being creative. You know, what's going to happen is that's why I say when you, when you brought the, the medical side of it in, in terms of, of having a, an, an absolute, you know, to keep this thing under control, you know, we, we could be what, you know, a, a year away from normal. Again, I go back sure. to, I think, but I, I do think that we're going to have opportunities throughout that year of trying to reach normalcy to have some sort of stair step of returning the normalcy. And I think it's, yeah, be not, 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 not to interrupt yeah. you, but if normal look it, what what you're saying is if normal means that, Hey, we're free and clear and there's not a thing to worry about with this. Yeah. 
we're a long way from that. You know, and I and I, and, but I think. Don't you think there has to be a, some some creativity yeah, along gonna the be, way that when you a, do open up as a high school AD or as a high school coach, right. having an opportunity to be creative to try to make the best of these yeah. situations, the stair step our way back. There's to that? there's going to be a new normal to some extent, and there may be you may have to look at fall sports and say, gosh, you know, we gotta we gotta start playing again, right? We gotta get back. Um, I even heard somebody the other day say, you know, what if what if schools start back and you say, well, we can only have so many kids per classroom. We want to keep them spaced out. I don't see that happening because I don't think you could hardly do that. I mean, Just with space, and, it, right. you know, but 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 that's what the way people are thinking, which mm -hmm. you have to think that way. Now, the person that told me that wasn't a teacher and didn't understand sort of the dynamics of a classroom. But even athletically, you have to think that way, like, hey, listen, I don't here's what I want to have happen. I want things, I want high school football to start and the crowd, the, the stands to be full. If that doesn't happen, what's our next course of action? You know what I mean? What is our next best thing? And so that we don't get stuck in a situation where we just don't have anything. Um, it's crazy, you know, Shane. And like I said, uh, um, we knew coming into the show, we weren't going to have a definite answer. There is no definite answer, but uh, yeah, I think we just wanted to share some ideas with people and hopefully uh, through, and I know you're going to share our email and our Twitter and all that. Hopefully some people will throw some ideas our way. What, yeah. what they think about this. Yeah, Matt, we, 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 there's no way we could start a podcast show like we're trying to now and, and talk about, Hey, we're going to take world events and put them into high school sports and not start with this. Yeah. I mean, we, we pretty much had to, right. As we move forward, though, not to say we wouldn't answer questions and response to, uh, to fan emails and so forth, but we we do kind of want to move forward. You agree and start to tackle these other topics as, as we come back in the show two, show three. We kind of want fans to know that we are going to kind of move away from this. Not that we're going to stop thinking about it, but kind of move away from this and, and move into some of these other topics. Is that kind of the direction you kind of see us going? Yeah, and I and I hope, and I don't know if we did a great job explaining it earlier or not, but like I think, I think what you and I both want this show to be, um, this show tonight um, was a little different in the sense that you know we felt it was important to sort of introduce what we were doing. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, like you said, we're pretty much stuck on at least this first show having to talk about the COVID no situation a little bit, because it's just, it's, it's just so relevant right now. And, but at the same time, nothing that we talk about, do we want to just beat a dead horse? We don't want to just continue to talk about the same old, same old. So when we talk about this stuff, we're going to try to take different angles. I hope we did that a little bit tonight, but I think what you're going to see in this show and you tell me if you agree is we're going to really trim the fat, so to speak, this isn't going to be, you know, if you're into bells and whistles, this probably isn't the podcast for you. It's not going to be a lot of fancy, you know, technological stuff. I mean, we're just basically getting right to it. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a topic. And tonight we were, we had to dance a little all over the place with the whole coronavirus deal. But in the future, we're going to take one topic per show and yeah. just really dissect and attack it. We're not going to beat around the bush with it. It's going to be right there. You know, here's what we feel like. And um, I think you, we will be able to get away from the whole coronavirus thing a little bit. And I'm sure, I'm sure in the future, as we talk about these issues, especially over the next couple months, it'll come up from time to time, but it's not going to be something we, 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 we dwell on. You know, we, we want to talk yeah. about some other stuff that we think is relevant in high school sports. And uh, we're going to take national topics and see how they kind of, kind of filter down the high school sports and so i'm excited about it like i said this show is a little different than what the rest of them will be Agreed. but i th but i think i think it was a decent start hopefully to kind of to lay the groundwork for it well to our listeners or viewers there if you're watching on youtube uh most of our local people know this if you just take svc sports zone that that's going to help you contact us in a lot of ways first of all on email it's admin one at svcsportszone.com. Again, that's A-D-M-I-N, the number one, at svcsportszone.com. That's the best way to find us on Twitter. Uh, and, and as you start to look on YouTube and pretty much all the social media out there, if you utilize your SVC Sports Zone, 
you shouldn't have any trouble finding us. Uh, drop us a tweet, drop us an email, let us know certain topics. We'd love to hear you respond uh, to, to, to different things. We, we have a, a, a list of about seven or eight things um, that we really feel like are going to make for, for, for a great year. Uh, but um, we, we certainly look forward to hearing from you. Matt, before I wrap us up and get us out of here, final thought. No, just excited, Shane, to, 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 to do this with you again. Uh, um, excited about the, the format and the way we're going to really, uh, really uh, dissect some topics and, and try to, try to um, offer some solutions to some things in high school sports today. Just excited about it and uh, looking forward to the next week with you. Well, on that note, uh, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. Again, it's expanding the zone, uh, and we're excited to, to, to take our passion for leadership and take our passion uh, for high school sports and, and, and see how uh, our, our culture out there is shaping it every single day. So I appreciate you um, taking some time with us and uh, look forward to getting back in the studio for uh, episode two here real, real soon. Thank you.